It is one of those days that we don't have a minute to waste here on the show. I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Wednesday morning, October 11th. It's rainy. It's dreary. But we've got some great stuff in store on the radio. So the morning is still going to be a great morning. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here is what's going on on the show today. We're going to hear from Father Schumacher about the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Did you know that on the old calendar today is a Marian celebration? It's a Marian day. And, uh, well, you know, any excuse to give the day to the Blessed Mother is a good excuse to give the day to the Blessed Mother. So we're going to learn a little bit about her today. And then we are also going to hear from Father Rippiger about simplicity. You've heard that saying, tis the gift to be simple. Well, we're going to hear from him about that. And then for those of you that like to walk, in fact, for those of you that like to walk long distances, and maybe have some free time coming up next summer, we're going to hear about an opportunity to become a perpetual pilgrim as part of the National Eucharistic Revival, Will Peterson's going to be with us later on in the show. Before we get to that, though, let's go to Mike Roberts to find out what is in store with today's weather. Today is the feast day of St. Pope John the Twenty-Third. Born in Italy in 1881, he was the oldest son of Giovanni and Mariana Roncalli, the fourth of 13 children, and his baptismal name was Angelo. A brilliant student, Angelo was also a young man of deep faith, and when he was 15, he joined the secular order of the Franciscans. He went on to study at the university, receiving a doctorate in canon law in 1904, and that same year, he became a priest. During World War I, he was a stretcher-bearer, getting to see very closely the ravages of war, and in 1921, he became the national director of the propagation of faith in Italy. Four years later, he was made a papal diplomat and assigned first to Bulgaria, then Turkey and France. During World War II, he was a powerful force in helping to save the lives of many Jews and refugees. In 1944, he was named papal nuncio, and it was in this capacity he helped force the retirement of bishops who had collaborated with the Nazis. In 1953, he was named cardinal and six years later elected pope, choosing the name John because that was the name of the church where he was baptized. His encyclicals, Mother and Teacher, and Peace on Earth were among his hallmarks, and he expanded the College of Cardinals. Of course, he also opened the Second Vatican Council. On his deathbed, Pope John XXIII said, It is not that the gospel has changed. It is that we have begun to understand it better. He died on June 3, 1963, and was canonized in 2014. St. Pope John XXIII, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. A prayer for the gift of wisdom. Great is the wisdom of the Lord. God Almighty, your wisdom includes an understanding of what is fair, what is logical, what is true, what is right, and what is lasting. It mirrors your pure intellect 
I entreat you to grant me such wisdom that my labors may reflect your insight. Your wisdom expands in your creations, displaying complexity and multiplicity. Your wisdom is an eternity ahead of man. May your wisdom flourish forever. Amen. If you've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven or watching us on our YouTube channel, one thing you know for certain is we are not tired of talking about the National Eucharistic Revival. We are gearing up for the Eucharistic Congress next year, and I can't believe we're already talking about this, but it's time to start thinking about the pilgrimage. And here to talk with us about the Eucharistic pilgrimage that's going to be happening next summer, we're happy to welcome Will Peterson, Director of the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage. Will, thanks so much for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. Thank you. It's a great honor and privilege. I appreciate it. All right. Now, we hear pilgrimage. It's a great Catholic buzzword. We think of going on trips to places. We think of, you know, I think of things like the Camino de Santiago in Spain, where you take that great walking pilgrimage. But sometimes the pilgrimage is on a bus with a tour group and going to the Holy Land or to Rome or whatever it may be. When we're talking about the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage, what are we actually talking about here? Yeah, thank you. You hit the nail on the head. You know, for so many U.S. Catholics, we think it means you got to spend thousands of dollars and take two weeks overseas, what have you. But we're talking about pilgrimage right here in our own country, covering uh, all the cardinal directions, north, northeast, west, and south, uh, to the wonderful National Eucharistic Congress there in July of 2024. So in a lot of ways, it's uh, like a pilgrimage of Eucharistic processions and uh, covering those four routes that allow us to come out and to just demonstrate our faith as pilgrim people. That's absolutely wonderful. And I, and I love that part of this is, uh, you know, modern Catholic pilgrim. And I think of that term, modern Catholic pilgrim, that yes, there are some modern updates to this. You know, we, we have smartphones to help guide us. Uh, we have technology to assist us. We have motor vehicles to help carry some of the burden of this. But in many ways, even the modern Catholic pilgrim is like the Catholic pilgrims, as my six-year-old would say, of the olden times. And I wonder mm. if you could tell us a little bit about modern Catholic pilgrim and how that's unique to this pilgrimage. Yeah, sure. So uh, I am the director of the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage through my role as the founder and president of Modern Catholic Pilgrim, which is itself its own Catholic nonprofit for walked pilgrimage in the United States. And it really just stems from that belief that walked pilgrimage, as you said, is one of our oldest traditions of prayer in our church. And yet it's not necessarily part of the prevalent you know, prayer culture here in the United States. Again, people hear pilgrimage, they think the long walk in Spain, they think going to Rome or the Holy Land. And so we're trying to help people understand that they can be pilgrims in that just ancient way of walking with our God right here in the United States. And so we're excited to do that on a massive scale with the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage. Now, one of the things we're going to come to in a little bit here are the dates that we particularly are interested in for this pilgrimage. But I'm going to give you a little spoiler. They're going to line up really well with Independence Day and 4th of July. Now, when I think of 4th of July, Will, one of the things I think of is the parade. We have a great parade here in my hometown of St. Louis. I know there are many great parades across the nation for 4th of July. And this is not what we're talking about. This is not a Eucharistic parade. Come line the route and just watch as someone goes by with our Lord. We're talking about this today because there's actually a role. You're looking for people to play in this. You are looking for perpetual pilgrims. So I wonder, could you tell us, you know, what is a perpetual pilgrim? 
Who fits the description and what do they need to know? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. So we're excited. Perpetual Pilgrim uh, is this term we came up with for these Catholic young adults ages 19 to 29 with this idea of really engaging young people. That was one of the initial reasons why this National Eucharistic Pilgrimage was brought forward as an initiative of the Congress was how do we engage Catholic young adults? And again, I'm biased by saying, well, let's get them out walking on pilgrimage. And so we said, okay, I mean, we have adoration. We have this idea of like perpetual adoration. These pilgrims are these young adult Catholics who were, were seeking to be almost like stewards of what we're calling a Eucharistic caravan along all four routes. So we're looking for a small group of these young adult Catholics accompanied by a priest chaplain or two each week of the journey to steward the caravan. So the, the procession in the morning, you know, and then the walking throughout the day to help oversee the engagement of the whole public. But the so these are people who are be willing to commit two months next summer from mid-May, uh, Pentecost weekend, 18th, 19th, to attending, then arriving at the Congress in Indianapolis to then, of course, participate in the Congress. So it's, it's a big ask to give of your time in that way, but we just think it'll be so fruitful for those young adults who will get to be with our Lord, you know, for those for those two months. And then of, they're able to then serve hopefully hundreds of thousands of public, you know, pe pilgrims who come out and join for a day or two at a time. I imagine this lends itself extremely well then to college students and those that have that flexibility to say, yeah, you know what, actually, Starting in May, I could give up two months of my time to be a pilgrim on this walking route. Now, there are four routes. If I remember the map correctly, I, I'm blanking on the starting cities, but I do remember essentially it makes a cross over the United States, one starting in the north, one in the south, one in the east, one in the west. If a pilgrim signs up, they meet all the requirements, do they get to say, you know, I'd really like to walk on the western route or I'd, I'd like to be on the northern route? That's a great question. We did put it in the application to list preferences. Uh, of course, recognizing that someone might not get a first preference, but say you live in St. Louis, you know, and you would love to then come back through your town, then maybe you would put the Sarah route out of the West as your first preference. Exactly. So we do want to do our best to match the pilgrims to the route that's their preference. Uh, and then, and then we ask, I, I don't know why anyone would, but, you know, is there a route you wouldn't do? I, I don't, but maybe it's too hot out of the South. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we do want to take that into account. Yeah. I, as for me, it'd be like, well, I don't, I don't like snakes, so I might not go the Western route. Yeah. I might go the Northern route and come down if I were doing this. Yeah. I, I imagine, you know, aside from someone who's got a devotion to our Lord in the Eucharist, you're, you're looking for someone that physically is fit enough to make this pilgrimage. Um, one of the things I do want to ask, though, and, and we alluded to this earlier, saying, "All right, it's not a parade. This is a this is a pilgrimage. This is a procession." You're going to be coming through parts of our listening area, specifically uh, for our listeners on 88.1 KHJR in St. Thomas, Jefferson City. You're going to be in the Jefferson City area, July 4th of next year, and then for those of us in the Metro St. Louis area, you're going to be coming through that weekend of July 7th and 6th. Um, Sixth and seventh, I've got that backwards. We're not traveling back in time, Will. Although with our Lord in the Eucharist, I, I suppose miracles could be expected here. Uh, but Jul July sixth and seventh, you're going to be coming through St. Louis. What about those of us that you know we can't give up two months to go on pilgrimage, but we want to participate in a way as the pilgrimage draws near to our local community. Yes, totally. And again, that's something that we really shifted in our understanding from the initial proposal 
last year of like, how can we really engage everybody, make this pilgrimage as accessible as possible. So we uh, really want by early 2024, hopefully early, you know, February to have all of the public events of every day of all four routes up on the website, eucharisticpilgrimage.org, so that someone can go there and register. They'd all be free, of course, and just say, oh, they're going to do morning mass, you know, at uh, St. Cecilia's, uh, you know, in the metro area on the morning of the Friday the 5th. Okay, I can do that morning mass, and then I'll do the first mile of the procession with them, and then I can't do the next, you know, six or whatever, but then I'll join them for the evening prayer and, you know, praise and worship. Like, we want people to be able to sign up and just say, yeah, I can do this this day, I can do this that day, and we will hopefully have it all on the website, you know, easy to do by date and where, you know, region, so that people can come out, and if it's just come to the mass or just walk with us for a mile, or if you can do a full day or, you know, just any of those touch points. And if you can't do any of that, be the person who's on the side of the road. We had such powerful witness. We did a cross-diocesan Eucharistic pilgrimage in the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. It's like a pilot of sorts back in June. And we had people in their front yards on their knees, right, coming by with the Blessed Sacrament and just what witness to their neighborhoods. So we're doing all that we can. We also hope for those who aren't on the route or, you know, can't get there to have ways to engage virtually or social media, to make their own self-led Eucharistic pilgrimages, which you can already do through a resource on the website. So we just, we're trying to cover it all uh, to make sure that people can have an experience of the pilgrimage, which connects them to the Congress and the wider revival. Yeah, while we said this is not a parade, you know, it, it's one thing to go out and see the marching band go by and maybe dance and clap and cheer and sing. Uh, but if you're kneeling before the marching band, I'm going to question your priorities. However, if you knew that our Lord was coming and you said, well, I'm not going to go out for that. I might also question your priorities if you live along the route. I would be questioning mine, like, what, what do I have going on that's more important than adoring our Lord? So uh, while we're not talking about this as a parade, it's a pilgrimage by all means, even if you can't walk. If the route's coming near you, make that plan if you're able to go and be there and to adore our Lord and to pray. And I absolutely love it. So again, for those of you in the, the Missouri part of the Covenant Network listening area, um, July 4th, coming through Jefferson City, July 6th and 7th, coming through St. Louis. Will, we're going to have to touch base with you and get some more information to put out there, because I imagine then you're going right through our listening area across Illinois, unless you guys can really jump high that you were going to jump over the entire state of Illinois going out Interstate 70. But it's all going to be on the website. You can find something specific to where you're at, maybe the closest place to go, to drive, to get there. Um, Will, what is that website again for someone who might be interested in signing up to see if they could be a perpetual pilgrim or for just saying, all right, when's it going to be near me? I want to go and I want to be part of the prayer that day. Yeah, thank you so much. So eucharisticpilgrimage.org, and we do have the perpetual pilgrim application on there right now. As I made mention, as of this point, we don't have, you know, the set day-by-day mapping for each of the routes. We have the general, uh, you know, routes, but we're really hoping early 2024. So you can sign up now to just be updated, especially for the Sarah route out of the West for those in the St. Louis listening area. And then we'll ping you as soon as stuff goes live to be like, oh, now I know exactly where they're going to be on that July, you know, 5th, 6th, 7th, etc. Yeah, it's like when you go to the movies, it's like coming next summer to a theater near you. It's coming next summer to a community near you. Our Lord, he's coming on his way to the National Eucharistic Congress. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity so far for me, but hopefully not the last time 
in my lifetime. I will say that. Will, I want to thank you so much for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. We wish you all the best, and may God be with you as you plan this pilgrimage. May he be with all of those who are thinking about applying and who end up being the pilgrims. We're going to be praying for you nonstop. Uh, We're so excited about the National Eucharistic Revival, the Eucharistic Congress, so we can't wait for next summer. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you to all your listeners. And just, yes, we pray for all the pilgrims who are going to be part of this. It's going to be a blessed experience to encounter our risen Lord and be sent forth on mission. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. And for those of you watching this video on our YouTube channel, this is the end of our video, but we're going to have more for you. Don't go anywhere. Prayer for vocations. God, our Father, who wills that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of your truth, We beg you to send laborers into your harvest and grant them grace to speak your word with all boldness so that your word may spread and be glorified and all nations may know you, the only God, and him whom you have sent, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Our Lady Queen of the Americas and Mary, Mother of the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word, pray for us. It is a good time to pause on this Wednesday for our daily dose of encouragement as we continue to reflect upon the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary with Patty Schneier. The third mystery, the crowning with thorns. Mary's message. In this sorrowful mystery, Christ's mystical body acquired a thorn-crowned head. Let the pain and shame of this mock crowning be an unforgettable lesson for you. If you accept the kingship of your blessed Redeemer, you must let him reign and truly rule in every area of your life. The prayer that goes with this meditation, Dear Mother of my Lord and King, intercede for me in his presence. Pray that he may reign ever more completely in my mind, my will, my heart, and in all the members of my body. May his kingdom come more fully in my life in all the lives that touch mine, and in all the hearts the world over. Amen. So when you pray this mystery, maybe this will help you with every bead of this decade. Let's pray that in every area of our lives, our work, our leisure, our vocation, money, health, home, relationships, that Jesus would be Lord and King over every detail. That's what we can pray when we pray the third sorrowful mystery, the crowning with thorns. What a wonderful intention you've shared with us today, Patty. Thank you for this dose of encouragement. Some days I don't want to start talking. I just want to listen to this music play out. I really like that. Nice little beat behind it. It's very playful, and it makes me smile. I hope it makes you smile, too. But we do need to wrap up the show today, and there's some things we want to share We want to share with you. Uh, first and foremost, upcoming in the Diocese of Springfield is that Diocesan Eucharistic Congress. You've been hearing about it here on Covenant Network. For more information on that, go to dio.org. That's D-I-O.org. And it ties in with something that Curtis Martin, the founder of the Fellowship of U- Catholic University Students, was saying at the Seek First event, here in St. Louis a few weeks ago. You know, so often we think of evangelization perhaps as saying, oh, you need to come to church. Why don't you come to church with me? You all need to go to church. Let's go to church. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Now, that is the end goal. We want to get people 
engaged in the faith, we want them to go to Mass. We want them to participate in a full life of the sacraments. But, you know, if, if you walked up to your neighbor who doesn't go to ch- Mass, doesn't go to church, and said, hey, you should come to church with me, probably that's not the best strategy. In fact, uh, the power of personal invitation just to say, how are you doing today? And using that as a lead into, hey, you know, I'm going to this thing in, in uh, the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois. It's going to be a, a great day. There's going to be some some fantastic speakers, some vendors. It promises to be a lot of fun. Just wondering if maybe you'd want to come with me. I'll give you a ride. We'll go together. It'll be a good day. You know, that invitation may do a lot more than saying, oh, you ought to go to, you ought to, go to Mass. I haven't seen you there in a while. You better get back. And that's the other thing they were saying about uh, the, the Focus Conference, Seek 24, coming up, that, you know, perhaps that's an opportunity to say to someone, you know, I think you might really enjoy this. It's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of people there, a lot of people we know. It's going to be some good talks. You know, why don't you just go for a day with me? Why don't we just get you a day pass? I'll, I'll, I'll even buy the day pass. But let's go together. I'll drive. We'll go together. If you don't like it, you don't have to go back. You know, but come for one day. That's a thought. You know, that's a thought to say, hey, I really like this and I want to share it with you. You know, you wouldn't say uh, to someone, oh, I found a great restaurant. You really need to eat. You'd say, hey, I found this great restaurant. We need to go there together. I mean, how often do I text my friends like, oh, you wouldn't believe what I had the other day. Uh, You know, a month ago it was ice cream. In fact, I had someone text me like, hey, I'm down in Branson. Where was that ice cream place you were talking about? And I said, here's where it's at. They said, thank you. And then they came back and said, we went. It was amazing. Well, our faith is more amazing. Our Lord is more amazing than ice cream. Nothing against ice cream. I love a good bowl of ice cream. I, I, I prefer a cup of ice cream, not a cone. Although I do like a good waffle cone from time to time. So what are those things coming up around you? Perhaps there's something at your parish. Now, you know, I think one of the things we get stuck in sometimes, though, is we, we never make that next step. We, we invite someone to come to the fish fry, or we invite them to come to the Oktoberfest, or we invite them to come to this event or that event, but then we never move it to the next thing. You know, I love fish fries, and I love Oktoberfest, and I love all these events we do at our parishes, but the whole thing is it's supposed to be a stepping point to get into the prayer and into the next thing. Oh, you enjoyed coming up with us? Well, you know, we got another thing going on. Why don't you come with me to this? Um, you know, we're, we're going to have a little Bible study. Oh, it'll be fun. The same people you met at the fish fry. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Let's go. You know, I'm not too great at this. I am not so great at evangelization. But luckily, there's a lot of people out there that are offering workshops, classes, online, everything to help us learn how to evangelize. Because it's not about, oh, we have this event or we have this program or we have this class that's going to get people back into the sacramental life of the church. It's going to be you and I with personal invitation. And the Making Missionary Disciples track at Seek24, it's going to be a great way to learn how to actually do that instead of the random guesses that I might have on the radio in the last minute of our show. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church and Queen of the Holy Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For all of us here at Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Wednesday morning. Don't forget to pray your rosary today.